The Unconditional Love Podcast is a project dedicated to bringing visibility to all queer folks through the coming out experience. By sharing in the coming out experience, we bring forward the self-realizing journey of one's gender and or sexual identity. Our intention is to validate the many forms of queerness, and more importantly, to connect numerous lives through talks and listenings that inspire new understandings of gender and sexuality. Unconditional Love affirms to contribute and continue in furthering conversations around race, gender, class, and sexuality by highlighting the lives of all queer folks. We hope meaningful talks emerge that reach beyond the podcast itself. My name is Alejandro Echeverria. And I'm Frankie Younger. And this is Unconditional Love. Welcome to another episode of Unconditional Love, season two. Season two, that's right. Back back again, right? This is what our second, second ep- third episode of season two. Third episode. It's, yeah. It's been a while. It has. It's uh, but we're still doing it. We're still working on it. So it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's still it's still happening. Yeah. And today's episode we have Francisco. Yeah. What what uh what so Francisco? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I I thought it was a pretty I thought it was a pretty pretty interesting narrative. Um, and and different I think than than a lot of the others, right? Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Um, you hardly hear these type of experiences when coming out like yeah. you always hear instances of people coming out individually to like a parent or a friend but nah in this this episode we have francisco coming out on facebook first yeah he's yeah he's doing it the, he's doing it the uh sort of the opposite way right mm-hmm. than, than some of the other ones we've heard yeah what, what do you think what are, so so just so we don't give it away you know what i mean everything to the to folks right off the front right or off the bat what do you what do you think so what are some of the things that you think stuck out to you just sort of broadly man the thing that touched me the most about francisco was his and i connected with him on this part on the on his family right this mentality of family comes first that really stuck me out and and cut me deep you know yeah it's it resonated with me and i hope it does with a lot of folks who are listening to us yeah that 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 whole family comes first thing i think is the is the is the piece that sort of added a lot of pressure. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kind of finds a way around that, but at the same time it ends up getting, like you said, he, it, it, it cuts, it cuts him, it cuts him deep. Right. But, uh, but, but they work it out, I think. Yeah, they do. Or, the, or they're working it out. I should say, cause this is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ongoing, right. As, as Francisco, I think shows us, right. Yeah. He shows us the process and, you know, and he touches on a lot of aspects too, of, the importance of social media yeah. and, and also pop pop culture, right? Like novelas, TV novelas. Um, so he's a, a really interesting take on coming out, especially someone who grew up here in the IE. So it's really, I don't know. I, I, I would say that maybe that will cause his story to be a little different or made me realize it was a bit different. Yeah, just the, 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 the place, right? The, the place. Yeah, right on. Well, yeah, like you said, there's media plays a big role, I think, in the in the in the process, right? Not only social media, but the pop media. And one thing I think that stuck out to me was this uh, this issue of stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. I I won't get into it too much. We'll wait till we till we hear the narrative. But I think you know Francisco's trying to figure out how to how to resist the stereotypes, right? That he that he that had mm-hmm. become common in in pop media, at least in a in a in a in a particular form of pop media, which, which you folks will hear about pretty soon. Yeah. Should we, should we get into it? Let's take a listen. All right. Here we go, folks. Hi, Francisco. So can you tell us a little bit of your coming out, um, experience? How was your first time coming out? Sorry. Yes. So I came out when I was 18. Uh, it was probably a couple months after graduating high school mm-hmm. and actually I had already started community college. Okay. Who, d- who did you come out to or um, how, how was that process? Can you describe it or who did you come out to? So the, the funny thing is that I, I don't think it was like a specific person. So um, like what happened was that at, at the community college, um, I had met some guy that I was dating 
and um i guess from there like you like we were face we were friends on facebook and so i don't know i didn't think about it you know you're 18 and you're just kind of going with whatever yeah. right like and so i we ended up like putting that we were in a relationship like you know when you fix the status on on facebook mm-hmm. um and i guess like that was my that was me like coming out and not thinking about it um because afterwards it's, it's like when everything went down you know like uh, the like family and relatives um started messaging me and like asking me questions but you know at the moment i guess i didn't think i didn't think through you know you i just i did it um i'm not sure why i didn't th- i didn't think about it um but in a sense i guess that was just that was me coming out mm-hmm. that that must have been like the click huh the click of like relationship status was so instant that you're like oh it does it's not that great of a deal but it, how was it like how did people react to the relationship status that you posted yeah it was it was quite it was quite the quite the adventure because um i guess like it wasn't it it wasn't until like the next day that i like i looked at my phone right and then i saw all these calls and messages and i was like wow like you know what like what's going on and right um and that's when i that's when it hit me and i was like oh well duh right like i i decided to to openly uh say i was dating a guy so mm-hmm. and because i hadn't told anyone yet well like besides close friends mm-hmm. um but i hadn't told anyone in my family um so word got around and like so by then by then like my my parents knew um you know like uncles aunts probably mm-hmm. so cuz everyone on facebook huh? <laughs> right right i, I mean uh, i did have a lot of people on facebook <clears throat> but you so you said that you came out to your friends before before you posted that status right and then but even before you even started dating the guy you must have had some type of feelings towards other other guys no or like how how did that come about can you like talk a little bit about like before that even happened like how did that slowly occur um in your life yeah i mean for me <clears throat> i've always known that that i was <clears throat> that i was um gay you know like i've always owned my sexuality mm-hmm. um i might have not known what it was back then you know like when when we're in middle school we sometimes are just trying to figure out you know what are these feelings um and thoughts that we're having um and so i finally i finally understood when i was in high school um but then i figured like well high school probably isn't the right time to come out and i think mainly because of like the media right like the way uh the way people are portrayed when they come out you know you get kicked out or you get um punished in a, in a way or another um so i didn't paint a nice picture to to do that during high school so i've always thought like well you know I, i'm going to go to college so you know i'll come out when i go to college because um by then i'll be far away and and i'll be like more secure um and i feel like a lot of us think that way unfortunately because it's almost like our safe guard to say like well we're going to be away from from people so it's almost like we don't have to directly deal with it um and i didn't think about i didn't think about that until afterwards too um but the funny thing is that i ended up staying here in college right like here with my family and um in the same city and stuff so um i guess it just kind of happened that way mm-hmm. okay i i agree. i feel like i'm connecting with you too um I always knew, I think like at early age like 9 years old, that I felt different than a lot of other boys around me. And uh I didn't come out until I was 21 or 22. Um I feel like that's pretty late in the game for a lot um lots of folks around me. They were coming out like around 15 or like 16 like in high school. And in high school too, I was like, I don't know if I'm figuring these things out. Um I I completely denied that I was like gay or queer like 
it was not it was not a possibility for me and it took a lot on me like mentally um you know you feel trapped and all that stuff um but i agree with you like if, if you feel like you could come out in college too because you're away from a lot of like your your hometown or the people they grew up in but at the same time like later on in life you're still around them right they're still part of your life and so it's like they they kind of had to deal like or had to accept you or like had to come to terms with your own sexuality and how you develop as an adult you know and sometimes it could be good and sometimes it's not so not so pretty right i don't think we can ever escape it i think uh, at some point um even the people that do move far away or whatever like you still have to face it like you know even if like you can be physically far away but you know, eventually you're going to have a call with mom or dad or, you know, someone, and it's going to be like, Hey, what's going on? Right. Like, or why didn't you tell me this or et cetera. Mm-hmm. Were your parents like that when, when they found out, like did they immediately call you or want to talk to you um, after they saw the post or someone told them about the post? Yeah. 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 So at the time, um, like, so my mom didn't have a Facebook Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like family, you know, took the time to let everyone know, of course, because it's uh, social media. So yeah, uh, and and also like, so it's it's my mom and my stepdad, um, mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to react. Um, and so what my mom did is she called my sister, and my sister lives in LA to come to come over and basically be be like the mediator between um my mom and myself because my mom just did not know how to handle it or how to talk about it mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of it is cultural right like it, in a lot of um latino families you know we don't we don't talk about emotions and feelings and um things like that so then it becomes it almost becomes like um very strange to us right to like well, at least for me, I, I, I can see for myself, right, to like, like to hug and, and like talk about how we feel like we just don't do that. We we're more about like tough love. Um, so she didn't know how to talk to me. And I didn't want to talk to her unless they spoke to me because I thought I was I was kind of firm, you know, and I was just like, you know, I am what I am. That like, that's it. Um, but they were the, <clears throat> they were the ones that were like, <clears throat> basically telling me um <clears throat> sorry my throat <laughs> it was my yeah it was my, my sister was the one who was like um she said no like you know we're here for you um we still love you so she she was kind of going into that role of like mm-hmm. we're here to support you um however my mom on the other side she again and I get, and I think that this might be um, kind of like what I said, you know, cultural and also generational, right? Because our parents um, come from a whole different background, um, and my sister's only two years older than me, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my mom, she she was like, you know, don't tell any more family members. Like, you know, maybe this, maybe you'll be over it in a couple months. Like, you don't know. Um, and she just could not like she just could not like look at me i don't know it was it was very strange but i guess that's why my sister was there like as a mediator um and then the other thing i remember them saying was like why didn't i go to them first rather than um like outing it on facebook mm-hmm. um, and i guess i didn't understand either until they brought it up and and that's when it hit me and i was like well, I guess like for me, it's because I, I never felt like it was a safe space. Well, maybe I'm using the wrong word. Not that it wasn't safe. It was, we just didn't have that type of bond where I can be like, oh yeah, I'm feeling insecure about something. Like, let me tell you, mm-hmm. you know, it was always like with my close friends or, um, or stuff like that. So I guess I just never felt the need to tell them first. Um, but to them, um, and a lot of Latino families, right? It's always about fam- like family comes first. Yeah. So they were just very, very much like disappointed, and and they were telling me like, you know, these type of things you tell us first, um, not everyone else. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's, I see that a lot too. And um, I went through that too. Like we, my family, we tend not to do the whole emotional or we don't talk about our, our feelings or anything like that in an open way. Somehow we're like almost passive aggressive. And um, you just kind of, you try to keep the peace in the family. So you might have to hold in all your type of feelings or, or things that you want to say inside in order to keep the family just keep going or like um, the same. And maybe, maybe in the sense that you just used, you already said that you guys didn't grow up like the hugging type or the, the emotional fa supportive family. And maybe that's why you couldn't, you couldn't come out to your parents first and they just didn't see that. Right, I think that's how I'm trying to, I'm seeing it right now. I think so, yeah. Mm. It's crazy, like, like how you touched on that, on how you couldn't come out to your parents or your mom in that directly. So, like, you, like, she kind of took offense that you went through, like, you almost went around her through, the, through Facebook and come out. How was like the, right. the emotion? Like how how did you feel like once you were in that in that talking space and how, like how how did it end? Like how what did you come out of there feeling? I wonder if I made sense right now. Like after, like after speaking to my family about it. Yeah. How was it after? Uh, <clears throat> Well, I've always felt pretty, I've always felt pretty like good about it. And um, I guess in a sense, I don't know, like I was, I was just like proud to be done with it. You know, it's mm -hmm. like that feeling of relief when, when you feel like you can like finally stop hiding. Right. So I think a lot of us might go through something similar, but uh, for me, it was definitely like, okay, at least, at least this is out and I don't have to uh, keep hiding it or or being like super cautious about it. Um, but again, and, and again, I think naturally too, like I, there, there was a concern of um, um, like uncertainty because I was like, okay, well, I don't know, like what's next? Like how many things are going to change, right? Like, are people going to look at me different? Are, is someone in my family thinking something, but they don't, you know, they're, they're not going to tell me straight to my face. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I don't know, I guess it was just like, now I was, now that I had ended one chapter and I, and I began a new one, it almost felt like I, I, I wasn't sure where that new one was going to take me to. Um, one of the things I, I did do is I, at Norco College, which, which is where I was attending at, at the time, um, I found a, a club, uh, it was called the uh, GSA, um, Gender Sexuality Awareness Club. Um, and so luckily that was almost like the support system that I thought was pretty neat. Um, and I just, and it was just like a comfortable space for me. So I, I am like lucky that I found that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what, that's, that's a really good space to enter once that happens. So you said like, I don't know, I'm just trying to backtrack a little bit when you, you said that you came out to your friends, right? Before you came out to your 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 family, did you feel like that same type of feeling when you came out to your parents? Like, oh, I am in a new in a new chapter. Like, you felt more free. How did it feel when you came out to your friends then? And, and how's that like in comparison to your family? Like, was it similar or was it like a little different? How, how was that too? Like, it seems like you came out twice. The way you, you described it. Yeah, I'm well, I guess like I I guess for me like high school you know like you have those you have those close friends that like they they kind of always know <laughs> um even yeah. if you don't have to say it but they kind of you know they kind of like or they they'll ask you like wait are you you know are you gay or do you like guys or whatever mm -hmm. uh, and so I and you know it's different because like with your friends I feel like you can actually be yourself and and I guess also because of the time spent together, like either like in classes or outside of class, um, like it's different, right? It's like a it's like a different bond and relationship that you build with them. So it didn't feel it didn't feel very like troubling or anything. Um, 
you know, they knew about me. I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess in that, in that space, it just felt like, like normal in a sense. Um, Cause even for prom, I took one of my, one of my best friends um, and she, and well, I finished, I finished high school here in, in Corona high, uh -huh. um, but she was from LA. Cause I, I used to, my first two years were in, in, in a high school in LA when I, where I used to live. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and so she came, she came over here to, to be like my prom date. And, but I, like, obviously she knew about me. Right. And we were just like really close, like best friends kind of type of thing, you know, high school stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that was definitely comfortable compared to, I guess like family is like, you know, they're always there and they're always around and like you grew up with them. So it's always, it's always tougher to like talk to the people that you, they've known you your whole life, you know, because mm -hmm. you almost feel like it, it's, it's going to be harsher. Um, and I think that's why people also say like, sometimes it's easier to just like talk to a stranger, you know, because they don't know anything about you. Um, and you probably might not see them again ever too. So, and family, it's like, they know everything about you, or at least they, they think they know everything about you. Um, and most likely, you know, you're always going to see them, even if you're not close, but you know, you're always going to see them essentially at some point. Well, yeah, most definitely. I, I totally res like that resonates with me when you said like you open up yourselves to strangers. Um, I came out to my 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 best friend, and at the time I came out to him, I barely knew him, like I barely like two week two weeks. And I just wow. and so like it felt very liberating to just say it to him. Um, but I agree too when you just say like when you're talking about opening a new chapter in your life, and when your family knows everything about you or they think they know everything about you, you're trying to turn the page, right? And they're like, no, let's not turn that page right now. It's like they want to keep you on that same. That same, that same mentality that they think they have you in or something like that. That, that image they have of you is never going to change. So I think that's what I'm trying to articulate to you. Yeah. It becomes really difficult. And like, it's it's like a, it creates a constant tension. And like, my mom still doesn't like accept that I, I'm living with my boyfriend and... and mm after like three years of dating, like she, she was like, Oh, like when are you going to like get a, a serious relationship or stuff like that? So it's really difficult to, and it's always a process. It's, it's never going to end, I feel. But could you, you talked about your friends and I like, guess she went to prom and that she knew, did you wish you could have take, like taken a, a boy in your high school to prom or, or something like that? I mean, that'd be nice. <laughs> that that would definitely be like ideal, right? Um, and I think I've seen it like now, I think in more recent years, like, you know, people in high schools are more open to and more accepting of that type of stuff. But um, yeah, if like, it, I mean, I don't know. I guess it, it would have been nice, but at the same time, like, scary because I, I don't like had i done it myself like i, I don't think i would do it myself mm -hmm. um, i think i would only do it if there was like a group of like maybe other guys doing it you know like um i'm very much like i don't i hate attention uh, attention uh -huh. and you know any type of any type of like crowd looking at me it's like i can't stand it so um i know i definitely wouldn't be that person but <laughs> it would be nice yeah if it was like open to everyone yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i kind of i like it that they um high schools are doing like coming on like pride i forgot what it's called like pride night or something mm -hmm. like that prom night i think it's really cute it's so it's so nice to see like younger queer folks like enjoying their the youth and something that i didn't do you know right but how how is it now with your with your mom or with your friends too? Like how how is how is life now um, through through all these years of I guess after coming out? Like can you give us a little bit of like an update? <laughs> yeah, you know it's been like I said it 
it's been a journey, you know, it's been a whole journey. And I think, but I think that's also part of it, right? Like you, you know, you can't expect people to stay at the same spot. Um, because even like even ourselves, right? Like even me a, a year ago, I don't think I was the same person I am today. So, um, you know, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much to, to grow and, and like mentally change. Um, it just takes like experiences and challenges and obstacles and stuff like that. Um, so now that it's been like, it's, it's been 10 years, actually now I'm 28. Um, it, it's been, it's been great now. Um, I think like with my mom, like she finally, I think understood a little bit more about the culture um and the community so i think that was great and i think part of it is just like you know just throughout the years right like i mean it's been 10 years like i said so you know in in tv like i see in in novelas like they'll have more like gay characters or you know in the news they talk about pride events mm -hmm. um and stuff like that so i think you know when when parents watch that like even if they don't want to accept it like they realize like hey maybe this is hitting a specific part um, in me to like understand, right? Um, and then we also have a family. Well, we've had a family friend for a long time that used to work with with my mom, and he was like, you know, he's older, he's open about himself and all the time. But the problem with that was that he so and and I'm and I'm really really cool with this guy too. Like he's he's great, <clears throat> um, and he you know he's known me since I was like a little kid. Um, but I mean, not, I don't know, I guess like he's also very much like the stereotypical, very loud, like obnoxious, like um, dancing, joking all the time, time type of person. And not that it's a bad thing. Um, I, I guess for me, the only, the only bad thing that I notice is that like, you don't always have to poke fun at yourself to to you know to, to please others and also and also the issue with that is that like we already we're already stereotyped that way in in movies and tv shows you know we're you know we're the the sassy gays who know how to shop and dress and you know all these things so you know him being that exact way yeah like yeah sure it's funny and it's it's great and it's a good time but at the same time it's like i don't want like, I didn't want my family to think like, well, this is what everyone is like, because it's not, you know, like we come in all different colors and personalities, just like straight people do. Mm -hmm. um, but for someone like our parents who are from a different generation, um, I don't, I'm not sure they quite understand that. So, you know, when they see him in real life and then characters like him in TV, um, I think that's one of the fears. It's like, well, is my son going to be like that? Are they going to grow up and and be like this and always just like joking about sex and you know being all this extra you know so i guess for me it was like i had to realize like who who i was to to basically like be myself right and and not fall into like what they thought i was going to be so mm -hmm. and i think i've done a good job you know and and i think my parents too like i i give them props for for wanting to for being open to learning because um, I've had a lot of uncomfortable conversations with them. I think now that I'm older, mm -hmm. um, like these, these conversations have been like in the past three years, I think, um, where we've talked about everything, you know, LGBT issues, like Black Lives Matter, things like that. And 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 I do find them very important because because they're uncomfortable for them. But I feel like like if you care, you'll try to at least understand. Right? I'm not saying that you need to understand it overnight because. I also get like our parents come from a different time, mm -hmm. um, but at least like be open to listening, right? And I think that that already shows that that you care. Yeah, and they're they're making an effort huh, to, mm -hmm. to listen to you and then have that mature um, space to even talk about all these topics that that affect us in various ways. I really like that that you that you, that you said that within the past couple of three years. That you're engaging in these in these talks, and that's necessary, huh? Uh, Absolutely. Thanks so much.
And so, even now, mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. No, I was go. just gonna say, like, even now, like, there's been so now, like, my like, my mom will ask me if I'm like if I'm dating someone or, um, you know, they're open for to meet like to meeting whoever I'm with, and I've and I've brought like people in the past before, you know, just to like dinner and stuff like that. Uh huh. Um, and I think that kind of that shows, right? Like, and and they're interested in knowing. So, <clears throat> you know, something that like maybe ten years ago wouldn't have happened. So I think that also shows the like, the maturity level. Mm -hmm. How was it when you like first brought like uh, someone over for dinner? How how was that like? How was that experience? Well, it was like I don't like like everyone. It was just very like you you're you're nervous and um you try to <laughs> you try to warn both sides right like you like <laughs> tell the boyfriend like well don't talk about this or don't do this and then and you and you tell your family don't talk about this <laughs> so uh you're just kind of like the middle person mm -hmm. but uh ultimately, ultimately it's nice you know it's 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 nice to see that connection because it it almost feels like it it feels very wholesome yes it, you feel like yeah, like you said, wholesome. Like it feels warm. It, it it looks sweet, like how how you're describing it too. Like imagining you you like everyone at the table and like trying to trying to keep, have a conversation, but like you're yeah. like, like really like what's gonna happen? <laughs> right, you're a little scared but happy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just talking about the food or like, um like general events, right? Rather than what's what's happening there. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like I, I've had that experience too. <laughs> it's too much. Um, so like going back to like I'm really somehow interested in like the prom. Um, and we're trying to do like this um segment where we're trying to get people like if you could have like a soundtrack to your life or like to your coming out process or anything, like what song would you like to play? And I'm trying to ask you this too, like, what song would you play if you brought that boy to prom night? What song would you have liked to have heard or danced to while you, while you guys were dancing? Oh, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> um, I mean, there's so much, there's so much great music out there. Um, you know, like <laughs> definitely not Lady Gaga. <laughs> Riri Rihanna. <laughs> uh, no, actually, recently I I heard um, this song on on Pose, the show Pose. Yes. Um, and it's called I think it's called like like Never Knew Love Like This. Yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was great. You know, it's like a very upbeat um, kind of disco style song, and mm -hmm. and it's just and it's cute and nice. So I was like, you know, I dig this. It's it's nice. So I I can see that for a prom. You know, it's very like eventful. Oh, that's a cute song. I remember that one. Um, what was her name? Candy. When Candy, when she passed away, right? When she did yeah. music, um, like wake thing. That was super cool. See, which is that song? Aww. Yeah, I like that song. I think it'd be nice to, you know, to dance to. Oh, well, that's a really good. And so we're thinking of like having it um, play the song like before before we introduce your story then and to end it too you know it's, it's really nice to hear pe what people what type of songs they choose because um you know these songs mean a lot to a, uh, a lot of us in different ways and also like we might not think that some songs are queer but in actuality they they are because a lot of queer folks listen to them and you know, it's a good way of bringing that visibility into it yeah that's true Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Francisco. Um, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a. It was a total pleasure. All right. So, what what do you think? I feel like we always say this a <laughs> lot, but that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it always is, right? Mm -hmm. It always is. And I, I remember. I remember hearing this one after you sent it to me and uh, the the recording um and i don't know this one this one sort of something was felt different about this one it kind of made me feel 
I don't know. It was it was different to me. Mm-hmm. What what made it seem different? You you know I I really don't know. They're 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 all all of the narratives that we've done so far. All of the the stories that people have told all seem you know touching and 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 painful and joyful and all of those things all in the same all all, mm-hmm. all at the same time right but for some reason this one was uh i don't know it was it was it was a little different i i uh i don't know i don't really i really don't know i got the sense that he was he probably processed this a lot yeah already the way I was he was talking about his story like he <clears throat> i don't know i feel like he was holding a lot of emotions back yeah and you could tell that he he spent so much time just reflecting on these yeah. on these moments or experiences that he went through in his life. Um, but I don't know. I, I just wonder, like, how did he separate his emotions? Well, did he separate his emotions while he was telling me the story? Or I, I don't think so. But I think you're I think you're right. I think that's exactly it. I think there was a, a, a lot more reflection um, and the the thought around you know, not only coming out, but then thinking about who it was that sort of Francisco really wanted to be after, after coming out. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that process. And so I think that, that maybe is what struck me as, as a little different. And I think it, it, uh, it, it did feel like there was, there had been a lot of, of mm-hmm. thought, not only after the fact, but also in the process of, of yeah. trying to build something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but Francisco probably knows this, but I wonder, did he think about, like, should I have posted that you yeah. know, relationship status? Exactly. Did he exactly. regret it, like, after looking back? Yeah. Did at some point, in the, you know, when he was, like, a couple years after coming out on Facebook, did he regret posting that yeah. relationship status? You know, because now he knew what he went through. Yeah. Yeah, and in some of the other stories, people sort of, ex- you know, talk about how they sort of confide in one person or one person maybe sort of calls them out mm-hmm. right and 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 starts that process <laughs> right where they're outed or something like that yeah. right but 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 this was different the so, social media aspect sort of allowed francisco to to sort of come out to the world mm-hmm. right and then you know once he took the once he he, he let let it out of the bag right it was just like there's no putting that back. No, there isn't. You can't. He opened the can of worms. Right yeah. There. Yeah. And then he had to deal with the consequences, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, I, I, and, and some, you know what, maybe it was, I, I felt sort of courageous in a way, right? Where mm-hmm. it was just sort of, you know, just jump, right? Kind of thing. And I, and I mean, at the time, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody was on Facebook and, and, and using that, you know, medium, right? To be able to say, hey, this is it. I mean, you know, had to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, most definitely back then, 2010, 20, 2011, everybody <laughs> yeah. was on Facebook, yeah, right? Yeah. There was this thing going around yeah. of, you know, it's not official unless it's Facebook official. Uh, okay. Right. So I think he was part of that, uh, that okay. wave, so, you know. Um, so the status thing was like, that made it, that made it real, <laughs> made it real for right? everybody. Right. And so that, that was, oh, wow. See, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't have that Facebook experience. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, the AOL. I, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not too tech, technologically savvy, I guess. But, but yeah, I didn't know that it wasn't official unless it was on Facebook. So that's how you know, right? That's how everybody knows. That's huh? how everybody yeah. knew at that time, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting, right? Uh, I'm sure lots of people came out the same way on Facebook too, not just Francisco. I imagine. I I feel like it's the first time we've heard it though. For yeah. the the ones we've collected though yeah you never hear these type of like i came out on facebook yeah like no it's always like came out to my best friend or i came out to my brother or yeah. my mom something like that but never like yeah on, on social media you know like the, that's a big that's a big step right there well it's, right? it's yeah you it's, can control it you can't that's the part that really got me it's yeah it's like this controlled thing that you do right mm-hmm. to say okay i'm gonna do this but it's the fact that after that it's out of control, mm-hmm. right? Where you give up total control of it, right? So it's kind of this weird, you know, it's it's controlled, but not at all, right? At the same mm-hmm. time, yeah. No, and I bet the people at Facebook were like, "This was intended for Peter to make friends, not come out." Nah, you know, <laughs> that's another uncontrolled so? thing. You think Zuckerberg was like watching all the posts, and he's like, "That's not what Facebook." <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man maybe yeah maybe maybe uh maybe they're watching all that stuff right yeah but but what do you what do you think then about the sort of he comes out on facebook and then like what does that do to the whole like family comes first thing you know man um that's a tough rule or like a creed to follow by yeah in a family it's i don't know sometimes you have to put your feelings or your your wants and desires aside or put them under and so someone else's desire or the whole family's peace and and desires are put forward yeah instead of your own but that seems like a contradiction right because you're you're part of the francisco's part of the family yeah. but his needs weren't put first so when does he come first right yeah, yeah at what point and how and who you know i don't yeah. know i was just thinking about that and i think that part of that answer lies in in his sister yeah she you know she had to come in from la she took on the, the role of, of mediator yeah. man she had to come in because the mom just i guess she couldn't handle it or she couldn't deal with the a francisco's coming out or yeah. know, her perception of him the brand i guess it was uh it seemed to me that sort of uh there was kind of this sense that uh that he was threatening the brand right like the family the family brand you know and his, yeah. his sister had to, his sister had to come in as the ally and kind of <laughs> kind of smooth it all out you know yeah i mean it happens a lot right you you smudge the family name yeah it's uh, a lot of families see it as like something embarrassing right they do lots of things to keep it under hush or you know lie to other family members so the secret the secret doesn't get out you know yeah <laughs> doesn't get out of the closet <laughs> that's a lot of weight to carry man that's, yeah. that's that's a lot that's a lot of weight to carry to for for one person right to say okay now i have to manage this this mm-hmm. this thing right like yeah yeah that's nuts yeah it's um so i don't know i don't know if family does come first you know like What's, until they can't right yeah. i mean like you know like they just yeah everyone's just trying to put the fam- family first rather than francisco and right. it was he that should have been the moment to put him but it wasn't yeah so i don't know that's a really tough situation francisco found himself in and probably still working through it um and i imagine i imagine there's a lot of folks that are in that same position you know francisco mentioned that you know the family just wasn't you know that wasn't the the space to talk about your, your feelings, right? Yeah. You know, and so I, I imagine there's a lot of folks that are, uh, I'm not imagine, I know, right? That mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks in that position where, you know, that's not what, fam- <laughs> that's not what families, some families are good at, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good at, at feeling your feelings or helping you talk about their feel any of that, right? No. It's, yeah. it's just cold-hearted you know people are just a little separated yeah i don't know but um those that inability to talk about your feelings right it leads to lots of conflicts in the family yeah right people become passive aggressive they can't they can't disturb the peace right they want to maintain that family peace so they they hide what's inside them uh, and then I feel like I'm talking about my my own family at this moment. <laughs> well, I was gonna, but uh, I was gonna say you because you, you mentioned you you seem to relate to that uh to that uh, the experience of of the dinner right like mm-hmm. trying to have that first dinner and and sort of mediate you know prep prepare mm-hmm. right your partner for for what's gonna happen yeah and tell them okay this is gonna be weird right and then also try to tell your folks right. The, don't be weird. <laughs> yeah, that's just creates some weird situations at the table, right? Yeah. People just eating quietly yeah. or they're just talking about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like shit that don't matter. Right. Like <laughs> Every, everything except. But yeah, what, like what? how, who are you? Yeah. Like what, how, how'd you guys meet? Stuff like that. Like those questions that they, they ask other partners or their. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, so like when are you guys going to get married? When are you going to see grandkids? Like right. you don't get those type of questions. Right it's it's really interesting so so it just becomes about the the, the weather or some other <laughs> bogus sass you know like did you like the food <laughs> yeah, that, that's it huh yeah does your mom make this food or like yeah yeah that's it. <laughs> wow and like should i give a compliment or like yeah. what? what's the protocol that's got to be tough yeah it's got to be tough and so that that inability you know to talk about feelings it it could i could have made this connection i don't know maybe that will push francisco to come out on facebook yeah. he couldn't come out to his family 
Right, we didn't talk about his feelings, so he had to find some other space right, to right. do it. Right, and that that pathway led to, you know, some bigger network, right? Social so, network. So let me let me ask you this though: if if Facebook wasn't there, like where what would that outlet or what would that medium have been? Do you think, or is that do you think that medium like? You know, because you, you, you said that, hey, there's probably lots of folks that are doing that, right? So I wonder if that medium has then created that, social media has created that possibility. And if without social media, like, what would be the, what would be the outlet? Like, how, where, you know? I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I would just, maybe he would just come out to a group of friends. Yeah. Something like that. Or maybe a poetry night. Uh, okay. I'm thinking like those, like in person. Back in the '90s, early 2000s, something right? like book. that, right? without Facebook. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it's it's it, you're, it's. I guess it's kind of a silly question too, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no there's no there's no putting it all back in the in the bottle. Like Facebook and social media, those things have you know in general, social media has changed. Mm-hmm. And and you know, like you said, we got to go back to the '90s or 2000s to imagine what it would have been like. And that you know, it's, yeah. some of us don't even have to travel that far like, back. Yeah, <laughs> that's tr- yeah, right, right. Like yeah, yeah. I think I think that's uh, but that's so. Then the thing too, I think, is that like we were talking about, sort of the brand, right? Is that the the social media allows folks to promote their brand as well, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know. Uh, everything that we are becomes part of part of the brand so it makes sense in a, in a way right that that's going to be that that space but but what i was thinking about too mm-hmm. about the brand is that you know francisco was trying to avoid becoming seen or or having to be some of the stereotypes right mm-hmm. that he saw in in popular media yeah and so popular media just like social media played a big role too but but he was trying to avoid the few kind of ways, right, that he recognized in in, in yeah. pop media. Yeah, like as being the the gay man or the queer person, right? The flamboyant the person f- down yeah. the block who yeah. is a hairdresser or whatever else, right? Yeah. Like that, you know, like trying to figure out how not to be that, right? How not to have to go to, you know, mm-hmm. hairdressing school or whatever it is, cosmetology mm-hmm. school in order to to, to come out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, so the... He did touch on that, right? The, he mentioned the the power of novelas. Yeah. He remembered that a lot. Right. Like, I guess back in the 2010, there, I remember that too. There was a few novelas that had some gay characters. I think like Sortilegio was one of them. Um, you know, but they, and they caused a lot of controversy in those Spanish network um, channels. So... I'm I'm glad that those characters were coming out, you know, and Francisco was there to watch them, and I yeah. was watching them too. Um, you know, they help in a sense, but at the same time, you know, there has to be more. They can't just be that first few, you know, the first gay characters. Right. There has to be more out there. It seems kind of like that, that might have been also what sort of, you know, got, got his mom thinking about like you know if if those were the characters she was familiar with right Mm -hmm. is that now right what what the only option for her son right which i think he it's it seems i don't know that he said this exactly but it seems like he was making uh uh, an effort to not have to be that right to not Mm -hmm. to to not have to fall into that category right yeah he wants to be more than that or something else right something else yeah yeah it's yeah, I thought it was it was uh I don't know, I really I really liked uh I really liked hearing hearing this one. I think mm-hmm. it was uh I don't know, it really I I don't know, I felt it uh, a lot more I think than the other ones. I'm not I'm not sure why, but but I think it was that reflection you're talking about. Mhm. There's so much there. Right? And I feel that he could say more. Yeah. Know, well, yeah, right. The... Like you said it, it you know, like we it's it's always happening, right? It's still it's still going. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh what about the uh, the song choice? <laughs> so I don't know if I'm getting this song right, but I think it's called "Never Felt Like Like Love Like This Before" or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a really it's a really popular song, you know. It's um, you know, it's a beautiful song, and uh, you know, when I asked him that question, like, what then? What song would he dance to? You know, at prom night with his his boyfriend. That was a great question, by the way. That yeah. Was, yeah. That was that was yeah. 
I think he appreciated that being taken taken back there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, what would it be? You know, I want I wanted to know. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was that was great. That was that was great. So why don't we then? Uh, why don't we end it with uh, with that track? Let's end it then. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. listening for more narratives please visit culturemediaarchive.org and click on the archive tab unconditional love is part of the youth citizenship narrative project and recorded at the ethnography laboratory at uc riverside you can send us an email with questions or comments at unconditionallovepodcast at gmail.com we'll see you next time Media Archive.